What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Other Side of the Firewall podcast, where we talk about the latest and greatest in cybersecurity news, as well as we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who made it to the other side of proverbial firewall. My name is Ryan Williams. As always, I'm joined by Shannon Tynes and our special guest, Aisha Hollins. Hello, how are you? Doing well. So uh, Levon is not here today. He's on vacation, uh, you know, doing his, doing his thing with his family. So um, what we're trying to do is in the future, we're trying to have uh, guests on our discussion. And obviously today is discussion day. So we, uh, we bothered Aisha Hollins on her, uh, on her very busy schedule and said, hey, you know, can you pop in and, uh, and talk to us? So I greatly appreciate it. Never any bother. Thank you for having me. So give us a little bit of your background, why, uh, why you're here today. Well, thank you very much, Ryan. Uh, I am Aisha Hollins with Dorensic Technology. I'm the founder and CEO, uh, CISO, for Dorensic Technology um, and Consulting. We are located in Monroe, Louisiana, as well as in Dallas, Texas. So you, uh, I, we've, we've had an interview with you before. Uh, please go check that out, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's about an hour or so, hour and a half, maybe. Like we really got into it uh, about what you do um, for a living, like what a VCISO is, yes. uh, as well as like your PMP background, how you broke yes. into cyber, all that good stuff. So uh, I believe the episode is actually titled your name. So Aisha Hollins. Um, definitely go check that out. And um, uh, you provide training. Uh, so that's definitely why we wanted you on this sp specific episode. So we go into a little bit about what kind of training you do. Yes. So um, as you mentioned, Ryan, thank you so much. We are, we do offer virtual chief information security officer as a service. Um, we offer um, cybersecurity uh, strategic planning, but we also offer cybersecurity awareness trainings where we get as, as elementary, I guess, as we'll run those um, test, but we'll send those out to you and we'll do those that you kind of click through and make sure that your employees are on board all the way down to those tabletop exercises where we get those executives ready. We run those um, mock uh, breaches or, you know, yeah, a mock breach and show you what your system or how your employees will act or react in the event that, you know, something bad does happen in your in your network. So we, we like to get you prepared. Definitely. So so perfect. So you're the, the, the perfect person for this episode. So I, I greatly appreciate you making time to be here. Well, thank you so much. I, I like to think I was perfect for it. <laughs> <laughs> So this week, I want to do something a little bit different, a little bit more free-flowing for conversation. Um, so it was two episodes ago, two weeks ago, I'm sorry, uh, where I kind of discussed how we, um, uh, I went on my first trip, work trip here in Turkey, uh, hopped in the car with somebody who's been doing, uh, he's not a cybersecurity guy, but like uh, we're both in the military and we're always, 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 always doing cybersecurity training, annual training, cyber awareness, all that good stuff. We're not in the car longer than 30 seconds and he plugs his phone directly into the car. So the audacity of this man, uh, well, obviously it's not, it's not my phone, not my, not my rental. That's on him. I, I quickly, you know, cybersecurity uh, popped in me, you know what I mean? The cybersecurity Holy Ghost. I had to tell him <laughs> like what he had done was so egregious. Um, but he, he just didn't put the two and two together. It's just, um, 
you know, some, some, some of us uh, have been doing it for a while. So we're always hyper vigilant, but for the most part, most people just don't, uh, don't get it. They don't put the two and two together. So uh, I was very disheartened. So this, this, uh, this discussion, uh, <laughs> I would like to talk about, uh, is it working? Like, is, is it possible to um, uh, make people aware of cybersecurity, like in their daily lives? Like, is this, is this battle, this uphill battle, is it even possible? So uh, with that being said, you know, I'd like to get your, your guys' takes on it. Ms. Hollins, please lead off, please. Oh, you guys are so sweet. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, I, I think the thing, you know, that, that just kind of strikes me, because like, yes, that, I probably would have screamed as well, like, no, what are you doing, you know? <laughs> um, I was just thinking, you know, it's like a lot of times, like even when I, if I get a rental car, it's like my daughter will ask me as well, mom, are you going to plug up your phone? I'm like, no, baby, we can't do that, you know? Um, and so, but in a lot of ways, I think training, especially when you start talking about cybersecurity, First of all, we have a very lax approach to cybersecurity training. That I, that's the part I don't like, right? It's let's turn on a webinar and let people multitask and click through a click-through button, right? They may or may not be paying attention. Uh, it may or may not even be sinking in. But at the same time, it really kind of resonates more as something I do on my job, right? It's about, you know, the company. It's not so much um, in my personal life or that I need to protect my personal identifying information or PII. It's We, we don't think that way. And uh, I was having a conversation the other day and I said, sometimes if we just walked around just humming that song, I got a feeling somebody's watching me, you know, ain't got no privacy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> there you go. Um, that's what we're missing. We do not equate hooking our phones, hooking up to, you know, non-secure wireless internet access, hooking up anywhere. It's just, it's a, it's an invitation for people to come inside. You need to start thinking about, uh, thinking about it just that way. It's more than just your business. Yeah, you you definitely hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, it, it is one of those things, and, I, and I'll speak from the military's perspective specifically. Um, it's one of those things where we have, you know, cyber awareness training. Uh, it's only mandatory once a year, right? And it is for the job, right? It's just to make sure that we can have, you know, an account to be able to get on, send our email, and do things of that nature. But it isn't something that translates over to the personal life, right? Because we know there are certain things that that the, the government network is going to keep us from doing. And we accept that, right? Like, okay, when we're sitting at this computer behind this desk, we're only going to do these certain things. And when I get home, that's where freedom is. You know what I mean? I get to do all that stuff I don't get to do at work. And that's how people feel about it. And that's how they take it. They're like, oh, that only matters when it's at work, right? And I say, and I say this from personal experience because I am an ISO and I have training I need to do. So like, I know what we tell people at work, right? I know they're not taking it home with them, you know, because that's when you hear about them being on Facebook with all this stuff out there. And then they have to practice different types of securities, you know what I mean? And it's like, what what are you doing? Like, why did this not translate over? And again, it is it is the, okay, I only have to worry about that between these hours. And that's not the case. It's a lifestyle, right? It's not a work style. 
That is that is so true. Um, I think even you mentioned even with Facebook and, you know, to me, it's it's all it always blows my mind when I see these people taking all these quizzes. Right. And these quizzes ask you and I'm like, I'm thinking to oh. myself, nowhere <laughs> in these quizzes do, do any of these questions just feel vaguely familiar to you. Like, what's the name of your pet, your childhood pet? Nothing goes off <laughs> for you when you start, you know, okay, are you, are you a mother of how many? Name the birth dates of yours just to get some, some icon to pop up to tell you. And it's like, we're so willing to give away our information for a te- what, what feels like a temporary reward. Yet that reward is really... It's nothing. If you keep scrolling, you're going to see the same thing they told Johnny. They told you, you know, (laughs) you're going to be rich in 2022 and have three children. And come on, how many times can you see it before it clicks that? I mean, it's all it's all baked to just kind of get information from you. And where does that information go? Even the conversations that we like to have. And then all of a sudden, Everything you said is popping up in your newsfeed, but we're not putting any of this information together. But again, I think there's a failure even in the training aspect, though. I I will say that Um, because your organization's job is to train you to protect their information. Let's just let's just be clear. That's what they're there for. So who is doing the I train you personally? who has made this to where it's personal, personally relatable and made you care about it enough where you want to spend your money to do it. And it's so few people. And that's because they don't understand what can happen to them. Because even when you hear them talk about, oh, I got got on my password, I got immediately, they, they do, it, it's just dismissed though. Mm-hmm. And there needs to be holistic training around how you view your data, your information, because it's bigger than you. It impacts your entire family. Me talking about my family on social media opens up my nine-year, I just told you she's nine, right? So any other thing that I tell you, you know, you, I start talking about her school. Well, how do I know I'm not a target or she's not a target? Or how do I secure what the, what the school is going to do in the event, you know, I say too much. So, you know, vigilance starts at home. We can't always expect our employer to be responsible for everything for us. And the only thing we're responsible for is to have fun. It's not, it's not how it works. Right. So is it is it going to be a um, two prong approach then? Like should should it be integrated in the school? Like we talk about a lot of things. Things should be integrated in the schools, and, and they're not right. They no longer teach you how to how to balance the checkbook or how to you know do simple like, tasking any longer. Like cursive, not even not even cursive. Yeah, yeah. Not, not even cursive. <laughs> like like not even how to sign your name. Um, but uh, you see a lot of training now on cyberbullying, cyberstalking, things of that nature because they understand like hey these kids are. Um, uh, vulnerable, or even even with uh, the capturing of pictures and whatnot, like there was a big thing. I want to say in perhaps Virginia, I can't remember. We talked about it maybe six or seven months ago, where it was um, kids with pictures of other kids, right? So they were being um, uh, potentially charged with um, 
uh, child pornography and things of that That's nature. Right. Uh, just because right. you're a kid doesn't mean that you're not vulnerable to the law, right? So they started to kind of educate, like, okay, th these are things that you can and cannot have on your phone. Uh, and it wasn't widespread. So, you know, kids are still still um, getting caught with that type of material and what have you. But is, is that something that, that perhaps starts, starts there, but then you're still missing the parents? And that my whole uh, thing is uh, not only are we uh, misinformed and not necessarily educated on our, our own personal data. We're, I, I think we're starting to get there like slowly, but surely due to the breaches and whatnot, people put in gas and bags <laughs> because of the colonial pipeline <laughs> or, or things of that nature. Like people are starting to understand how the ramifications of cyber kind of bleed into your everyday life. Right. Um, but is it then, does it fall on social media? To, uh, to, to do a little bit more educating. Like, yeah, you can do all these things, but perhaps you don't post these pictures while you're still out or See, you don't, you know? Go ahead, and, Shannon. And, and we talk about this. It seems to come up every episode, right? And, and maybe it mostly comes from me. So I think it comes up because I bring it up <laughs> all the time. But like, as Americans specifically, like we are selfish. We only care about the convenience and what's easy for us, right? That's just how we do things. And I don't say we as in, it's all 330 million of us, right? But like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't care about that until it affects me, right? And the colonial pipeline, like you brought up, right? I don't think the lesson is going to be learned. It isn't until, you know, gas starts, gas prices start shooting up or they think they're not going to be able to have it. You know what I mean? Then all of a sudden it's, right. oh, what's going on here? And, and that's the only time people care is when it actually affects them. Like they're not thinking of those, those second and third order effects that go beyond that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, <laughs> so working working in it or cyber right <clears throat> when everything is working fine you don't hear from anybody right but let something yeah. go down let people not be able to get to facebook or something like that and all of a sudden you got all types of calls and things like that going on and people are complaining about you never doing what you need to do be like hey we, we got the five nines here like your network is up 99.999 percent of the time right you know right I mean? like <laughs> I can't, I can't get a break for this one time. You know what I mean? Like this wasn't even on me, you know, but it's just, it's just how we are uh, um, as Americans, right? Like this is what we do. We only care. We only care about self. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you were talking about Miss, Miss Hollins, right? We want to, we want to see if we're a Samantha on that, on that quiz, right? From Sex in the City or something like that. Right. You know? Like I, I, I'm, I never even watched Sex in the City, so I don't care. I'm not going to take that, that, that quiz, but you know, I could be a, a Samantha or a Carrie or whatever the other two, I don't know. But that's <laughs> how it is. So first of all, um, please call me Aisha. Second, um, <laughs> yes, it we have to make it where it becomes relatable. Um, I think as a as a people, we are becoming too um, dependent on pushing blame to everybody else. This should be taught at the schools, and technically some of these things start at home. The issue with them starting at home is you're not educated. And so therefore right. I can't expect you to continue an education you've never had. Technology has changed so much and so drastically. And so I, matter of fact, it's one of the classes that I'm putting together right now. I feel like every time I talk to you, I'm, I'm putting together that right now. <laughs> right, right. Um, but in truth, it is something that I'm working on right now, because the thing about it is the parents don't have a peer group 
they don't have a way to get that information, right? And so the children, however, they don't have that, that roadblock that we have. They just pick up devices and they just go, right? And we're kind of, the older we get, the more intimidated we get by tech, the more we just say, you know, never mind. And so we're not learning and therefore we're not, we're not giving that next generation those conversations. And then we don't have a safe place where we can sit down and together say, I don't even know what that means. You know how long we sat around looking at LOLs and BRBs before we finally asked somebody what that means. Trying to learn through context. Context clues. I'm going to figure it out in a minute. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) going to, that's going to work in a minute. And so in what I'm saying there, it's, we got to be able to create um, a safe place where parents can continuously learn. Um, And the biggest issue there is for, like for me, to be a CISO, to have the education that I have, to do all the things that I do. So do you continue to give that information away for free? Well, if you search the internet, there's so much information out there already for free. They're just not going out there to find it because you haven't made it relatable for them. Put a price tag on it. And now it's, oh, how dare you charge me that? You know, Um, but again, until it's not until you have a bunch of parents sitting around in the in the most tragic event of your life, you're sitting, you're crying and your child is missing. And that's really where we have to start taking things. We have to start putting it to the point. Child trafficking has gotten so large, but it's been that way all the time. But I'm telling I, I recently moved to Dallas. In Louisiana, sure we had it, but I'm talking, we're averaging three a day. What are we doing oh about things like that? You're looking up and it's a, a, it's a constant amber alert. Um, because again, even in the trainings that I, that I offer, if I'm teaching on identity theft, the immediately what people are going to do, they're going to laugh and they're going to say, oh, I wish somebody would steal my identity because they could just drop some extra money in my account. Yeah, hack my identity and get into Sally Mae and erase my debt because we think singularly and you're not thinking about, so your identity got hacked and you're driving down the road And the police officer gets behind you and he pulls you over and he comes to your car and he pulls you out of your car to arrest you for a crime you committed April the 8th, 2008. Can you tell anybody where you were April the 8th, 2008? You can't. You immediately have to start defending yourself against data. And you don't even know where that data came from. We're not being vigilant in looking at what footprints are out there on us. When you start looking at it and when you can bring it home like that, then we'll change about how we look at cyber education. It's bigger than just don't put your password underneath the bottom of your laptop and walk away. Everything about you is duplicatable and you can't control what the, what another, what a criminal will do with your information. And that's the message we got to get out. 
so with that being said, because it's like, so it kind of mirrors uh, the the selfishness that, uh, that Shannon brought up before. Like, you're not going to care until it affects you. Um, and how do you, how are we going to uh, get to that place? So like, uh, I, I try not to be pessimistic about it, but like I seen him plug his phone in without a care. Like we're listening to Certified Lover Boy. Like it was not, it, that album was not that great <laughs> to, for you to have to breach your security <laughs> to, to play it while we're driving around um, uh, Turkey. Uh, is it going to be, is, it, is, this, is this mass education gonna be done in a negative way? Like, will there be like a mass docs Let, let's say uh one day someone breaches uh your, your facebook your ig or something like that and releases you know terabytes of information about the users who are using it then they, then they'll care right when you're when your stuff is blasted everywhere like your uh your your meta your your metadata your your uh your personal telephone number your address and all that stuff finally comes to the surface and now you're being cyber stalked or bullied or or like you said uh, someone forges your identity and then uh either does something with your credit or, or commits a crime and, you know, and uh, pretends to be you while, while doing it. Like that's all negative aspects of it that could potentially affect multi-millions of people, right? I don't remember how many people are even signed up to Facebook anymore. I remember at one point it was like uh, almost a billion, if, if not breaching a billion at one point uh, of people around the world. I could see that causing people to be like, okay, now I get it. Because then Facebook will also have to, or whomever, like not just put on Facebook, but uh, I know them to be a huge social network, right? Uh, then they'll have the the uh, the um, skin in the game to mass teach people to cut off certain features um, uh, that are collected on you. But what is a positive aspect of getting this out there um, to, to get people? Because the only one I can think of is, uh, positively because cyber is blowing up the way it is blowing up um you have people who used to be uh into massage therapy or used to do mris or things of that nature and then they they and they ask those questions like how do i get into cyber yeah i see it blowing up i'm really interested in it and then they learn but that's not that's not the masses right that's that's only those people who have now taken a uh, uh an interest in the cyber like how do we how do we get it out there <laughs> without without it being bad so Aisha brought up something that I think could be a foothold into this, right? So when she when she brought up about the missing children and and, and that going on, that could be your way in. So uh, it's one of those things where, again, I'm, I'm only speaking from America. Like we care about the sympathy stories, right? We care about a child goes missing. We care about the cyber the, the cyber bullying things of that nature. So if you could find a way to get into those groups, say, hey, this is. I, I don't, I don't not to make it sound like victim victim blaming or anything like that, but to say, hey, this is something that can prevent this in the future. So your your child was cyber bullied because of this, that, and the third. This is how you prevent that. So it, it, it's it's like the uh you ever heard of the three ten rule when it comes to good news and bad news? You'll tell three people something good, ten people something bad, you know what I mean? Um you have to try to offset that to try to make it higher to where okay, here's what happened. My child was cyber bullied, but this is how it could have been prevented. And, and again, those sympathy things are the things that people are paying attention to. I want to hear about cyber bullying. I want to see how children go missing and possibly help. You know what I mean? Um, and that could, be, that could be the way in. That could be the, 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 the jump off point for those types of things. I, I can definitely see that being a thing uh, through, I, I guess it would be social media, right? Like that would be your, your end. Like you have those, those parent groups or PTA groups and things of that nature. Um, 
maybe that that could be um, a way of taking that charge uh, and putting it out there. Uh, oh, it's, I, it's, it's just so hard. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was no, just thinking about it in a positive spin. Have you ever been on TikTok and you're on TikTok for too long? And so as you're kind of scrolling and then you run into right. that guy or that girl that'll say, hey, you've been scrolling too long, you know? So, <clears throat> excuse me, from a positive perspective, you know, if we normalized just as you're out here, just small little snippets of, you know, how have you, you know, protected yourself today? When we can make it to where it's enough of a public service announcement, where it's important enough. But again, when and how do we get there? Because what I find more is so many people, even though we enjoy technology, we're more afraid of it. And so we're fine not knowing what we don't know. Ignorance is bliss as long as you don't. And the more I educate you or anyone educates you on what can be done, Sure, you're temporarily afraid, but my need to be entertained will outweigh it and then I'll dismiss it. So it really needs to become where, you know, it's habitually kind of drilled in, not just to children at the school, but how do you get on, you know, businesses should do it, government should do it, individuals should do it and children should do it. And there should be a public service announcement targeted straight at that effort. I, I, can't, I can't disagree with you. Like that, that would be great. Uh, and, and perhaps we are getting to that point because uh, the new administration is like really big into cyber, right? They're spending multi-millions of dollars to putting people in the right positions and what have you. Um, perhaps we do get a campaign um, that, that comes out to, uh, to mitigate that. And, and, and again, um, that would be propagated through what your news feeds, your your social medias, television for those who still watch TV, um, you know, ads and things of that nature. Um, that that may be the the route to go, uh, and we may be com coming to that place. Like, hopefully, it's not going to be spurred by, like I said, like a, a mass docs or something like that, because it hasn't happened yet, right? Uh, we 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 see we're starting to see the same things happen over and over again with the ransomware attacks, um, with the um, the uh, the every company is now having a point of sale issue um, where they're, they're getting, um, they're losing your, your credit card information and what have you. Um, data breaches are just, just becoming the norm. Um, but we have not had something that, that big yet. Um, like your T-Mobile, uh, we talk about T-Mobile all the time. Like I, I, again, brand, brand loyalists, I'm never getting rid of T-Mobile, <laughs> but they've, they've lost my data like three times in the past year. <laughs> um, I don't know. They pushing it for me. I don't know. I'm like, hey, yeah, you think? Know, look, do I really want to save that much money now? Like, hey, <laughs> like, like who, who's gonna pay for my Netflix? Yeah, who, yeah, who's gonna pay for your Netflix? All right. Look, you, you know my, you know my stance on Netflix. They falling off for me anyway, right? Like, hey, I'm gonna tell my kids, be like, hey, we don't, we just don't have that anymore. All right. We just oh got. man. <laughs> <laughs> they keep, they keep losing, they keep losing my information. We can't have Netflix anymore. T-Mobile ain't doing man. it. Oh man, it's, it's, it seems it seems like it's it's every other month, but um, but no, I, I think I think I like it. I like I like that that campaign would probably be the uh, 
the, the best outcome. And it, it should be a proactive step as opposed to reactive, but things move so fast. We, all we're doing is reacting right now. Um, I, I just, <laughs> we, we will get there eventually. Uh, we'll, we'll get over the hump. But right now, yeah, it's just uh, people like we, we talk about uh, every other week, like idle hands, man. There's more people out there trying to do damage than do good right now. It's just, it's, it, for them, it seems to be more rewarding. Um, uh, and it pays well, unfortunately. Like That's what I was about to say. You know, the old adage, curiosity killed the cat. It's been around for a very long time. It's also why we have the innovations that we have today, right? Um, just always wanting to know how things work, how things tick, and how can I make them better, right? Um, video games, we have to make them more and more, you know, more graphics, more this, more that, because after I've played through one time, okay, what's next? And so that's exactly right. where we are with ransomware. Ransomware started out where it was a little, you know, it, it wasn't quite as bad. It was, there were other things in it. All of a sudden now, you know, even, you got ransomware, then you got to play the game to get your encryption keys and your encryption keys come back and they don't necessarily all the way match and you don't necessarily have a person on staff that knows how to match up the encryption keys to get it to get you all of your data back. I mean, we just keep, you know, things just keep getting, you know, greater and greater and bigger and bigger. But and then when we start talking about like your T-Mobiles and different people losing the data. But what happens from that, that still does not think about it. How many times have we gotten that letter in the mail? Your information has been, may or may not have been targeted. Right. I'll give you a free version of internet monitoring so you don't sue us. So, <laughs> you know, and so right. you get the letter, you read the letter. Matter of fact, I've thought about that several times. I'm like, as many times as, I, as I've gotten this letter, you can't keep offering me monitoring. Do you know how much monitoring I already have at this point? But what it does is it creates a market for companies to continue to create the software to come back and sell the businesses. But again, there's only one preventative measure that has been provided consistently to individuals we will give you monitoring and people don't even know how to use the monitoring where's right. even the training you gave me a letter and you offered me monitoring you didn't even you didn't even pony up and give me training for how to right. implement or look at the way you're monitoring can you at least do that Maybe start adding that to the lawsuits as well. And maybe when they get that in the mail and then they see, okay, so the 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 training may be a little price, may be a bit pricey, but it don't come out of your, it doesn't come out of your pocket. It comes out of the end user or the or the um the business's pocket because they should have been more vigilant in protecting your back your your information to begin with. But that we know, right? As you know, doing what we do for a living, we know where that fault lies. How, no matter how they try to make it look like the fault really relied with the consumer. You should have been, you know, more careful about look at the number of people and for how long they did not go back and shop with Target as if, you know, but again. Right. You can change your debit cards. I mean, you could, but I mean, who? How many people actively did that? Um, the the whole thing that happened with Panera. You remember that that guy that continued to tell him they wrote in and said, 
I'm there is a back door closet and the guy kept ignoring him until a breach happened. Well, then again, that that issue goes back to that was a Panera thing. So besides sending me a letter, what what really happened? You you know what I'm saying? And it's when we when we can sit and get mad enough about it, should I have to be mad? You know, the angry person, you know, so no, we shouldn't have to be, but we're going to need to be. But at a minimum, train us on what it means when you got breached, what did it look like? And how can I safeguard or utilize this free thing you keep telling me that I have a million of? Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I think, what was my first time? My first time was Wells Fargo. Um, lost some some data or something like that. And it gave me LifeLock. And did I ever use it? No. Because <laughs> what what would be the point at that point? You know? Um, it's already uh, out there. <laughs> it's already out there. Like, it, it is what it is. Like, you're, you're just trying to clean up the, the spill. But it's, it's, it's already, it's, the damage is done. But no, I do like the idea of, of training. Like, not only does that cut into their pockets a little bit deeper to give them a vested interest and not lose your stuff. Because at this point, they all have agreements with the, the, the monitoring uh, companies. Like, okay, next time we have a breach, <laughs> we'll send everybody your way. Um, but yeah, just to dig a little bit deeper. Uh, and then you maybe you inconvenience the customer a little bit by making them like, you can't log back in until you complete this training. Um, and so not only did I provide it to you, but you have to do it uh, prior to, to uh, reestablishing your account or what have you. Uh, and that, that does make them mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Additional five, 10 minutes before I get into my account will uh, agitate me um, enough to, to care about what I, what I just learned. <laughs> and, uh, you know, want to dig a little bit deeper next time. Like, okay, now you provided me training, you gave me the, the security and whatnot. Uh, what are you going to do next time you lose my data? Like, am I, am I going to be prorated uh, at that point or something? It's kind of like they, 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 it took them a while to teach us and not everybody knows. So I say this as if it's common knowledge, but um, you know, like when you go into a bank, they've started to educate us on now, you know, start asking for that report card, right? Give me your lender's report card so I can see, you know, who you're lending to. And maybe that's another thing that consumers can start doing. Let me, what is your uh, cybersecurity framework? Like, how tough is it? When was the last time you were breached? Before I spend with you, when was the last time you were breached? What was the out, you know, what was the outreach of it? And when we start having maybe consumers walking in and asking those questions as well, the same way with an elevator. When was the last time you were, when, when was the last time your elevator was uh, checked and there's a date and when it expires, right? right? So when you walk through, maybe that should be, uh, we push that where you walk in and you see the last time they were breached. <laughs> And right. when the last time they had, they ran a scan or had an assessment done, when does it expire? And when they have to get another one, you know what I'm saying? So maybe when we start making it, you know, where it's common conversations that people are looking for your report card now before they spin with you, then they'll do, you know, they'll, they'll do a little better because it becomes, oh, wow. So I get to grade them before I go shop with them. Some people that's, a, you know, the nerds in us, we we like that. And then right, I was like, right. It doesn't matter. I'm never gonna look at. I'm. I never got on the elevator. I didn't even know they had the commission up there. Like I ride every elevator, and I ever look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so right, you know, there, 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 there are those people because, like, 
but I'm that guy, you know, but I'm a different, I know, you know, not everybody's like me, but I was literally just in Florida. And that's what I, it drove me insane because the, the date on the certification expired the day I was there. I was like, who like, nope. let this expire? <laughs> <laughs> Open the door and let me out. <laughs> 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 no, but that, that that is interesting though uh because what kind of what what kind of mood would that put you in if you walk up to uh your your bank store and they have like one of those flip signs like the the last last time since a uh a safety ha- uh, mishap <laughs> yeah and you and you, you walk up to the door and it is like zero or one and you like, i'm getting i'm taking my money out of here like that that would give them a different mindset that, that is very true uh yeah we do the same thing in the military like uh at certain bases like when's the last time it was a dui you know what I mean? Like you, you roll up to the gate and it's like two days ago. You're like, oh man. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, but it's, had- it is. We 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 tend to check so many things and then we let other things just kind of bypass us because again, we have not normalized how important what it is that we're talking about. It's this is a great conversation, and we are the three of us having a really good time. We're laughing a lot, but the information that we're discussing is so critical it's so serious but because the common man does not know what we know and that's not being condescending at all that's i couldn't walk in and do surgery and i think no less of myself because i can't pick up a scalpel and lay you down how about that you don't want that do you (laughs) (laughs) unless you stay at a holiday Inn express then you're good then you're able to do it right right you you got it yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember those commercials, the Holiday Express commercials. I, I do, I do remember. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's very true, and 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 it was weird about it, and not to go on too too much of a tangent because I got to I got to land this plane right. Um, the internet is kind of spoiling us in that way, but not not necessarily in cyber. So, like people, everybody thinks they're a vi- virologist now. Everybody thinks that they're a doctor now because they they Google this and that. They have a vested interest because you know the, of the pandemic. Uh, but on the cybersecurity tip, you never hear anybody like try to, or at least I I don't uh, try to kind of like BS their way through it. Like, oh no, I, I I can do this, I can do that. You don't hear it. Like they just ignore it. They're just like, ah, oh, it's nerdy stuff, or oh, I don't I don't care about that, or they just dismiss it because um, it's not in their face. Like, but I, I, hopefully, and not in a bad way, like a like a uh, a pandemic, but hopefully like we've discussed, like people start to take more, more care, more of an interest. Uh, perhaps there will be those PSAs that go out. Uh, I know for one, like now I'm going to make a couple of TikToks <laughs> and try to try to sum it up in 30 seconds, why, why people should care. Right. Um, just to get that content out there and make, try to make it entertaining things of that nature. Um, Cause that, that's, that is what uh, grips people. That's what makes them to actually care about something. As opposed to, you know, the, like we said, the somber stories, the sad stories, like this person went missing or this person got bullied and, you know, committed self-harm uh, because they, they got doxxed and things of that nature. So um, I think, I think we're getting there. Uh, again, it, it was disheartening, like uh, to, to roll up in a, in a foreign country, you just plug your phone in, not knowing who's collecting on you. It's not, I was, <laughs> I was like, bruh, is this your car? <laughs> he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, man, they had tried to give him the, the rundown. And then, then he wants to unplug it. I was like, it's too late. <laughs> you, like when, it, when you plugged it in and it said, uh, I, I forget what it says Download. about uh, 
downloading your contact list or something like that. I was like, they they got you already. Like the only thing, the only way you'd be able to fix this is if you if you buy this car. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> buy this car and ship it back to the states. That's the only way you can be able to save yourself. But if you don't, now you got to do some uh, monitoring that you need to supply to all your contacts, right? That's how it works, right? That's what the companies do. <laughs> right, right. Now you need to, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that should be his punishment. Now you need to contact all your contacts and let them know what you've done. <laughs> and, 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 and provide them all LifeLock. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the subsequent training that comes with the LifeLock. <laughs> there, right, right. there you go. There you go. There you go. But no, it's, it's, it's definitely a great conversation. Hopefully uh, people, you know, uh, pick it apart to, to get those, those nuggets of wisdom. But I, I think we did a pretty good job of, uh, of laying it out there. Um, but before we go, I definitely want to, uh, to ask uh, Aisha, so where, where can people find you? Like, what are you, what are you working on that they should be looking out for? Well, this is a very timely, I, I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> <laughs> um, literally, I am. I have a course that's coming up because we know that October is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. I'm not sure when this episode will air, so this I don't know if I'm being timely or not. No, you could it, uh, Wednesday, so it'll be this week's Wednesday. Great. And so, one of the efforts that I am doing for National Cybersecurity Awareness Month um, is because we're we're forensic technology. We, we sign up. We, we we do championships every year, and so we do host a uh, cybersecurity um, conference and expo that'll be in Dallas um, this year on October the twenty eighth. But um, back to the training piece, I am hosting a Internet Safety Masterclass. And it's entitled, It's Internet O'Clock, Do You Know Where Your Children Are? Okay. And so that's going to, we're going to do a, a, a class for parents every Saturday from 10 to 1130 uh, for every Saturday in the month of October. And that's one of the things that I'm doing. And hopefully we're going to take that initiative and we're going to continue to just kind of grow it, right? Because this is, I mean, believe it or not, this is very timely information. This this podcast, this, this topic was so on time, you know? So they can find me. I am on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I love TikTok. Um, and, uh, but we are, it's, uh, you can either find me, because like I said, my name is Aisha, um, Dorensic Technology, uh, Dorensic, uh, D-I-R-E-N-Z-I-C, you know, it's kind of, you know, maybe, you know, kind of hard to spell, but we're, we're out there, you know, just, just look us up, like us, follow us. Um, I'll make sure that I get you all my links and you can follow me there. And any of my, uh, the podcasts or whatever that we have coming out will be under Aisha Speaks. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's always timely, right? You're, you're always working on another project. So whenever, whenever we have you on, you, you always got something, which is great. Uh, we, we need more people championing cybersecurity, right? Like it's just, there's, 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 it's growing, but it's, it's not at the rate that uh, the bad guys are, uh, are growing, right? So uh, definitely uh, send me all your links. I'll put them in the bottom of the episode. Uh, this episode will air on the 29th. Um, so we, uh, for those uh, people who watch the, uh, the YouTube, you're like, why, why does he ever change his shirt? Well, it's because I, I film them all on the same day. <laughs> we just, we just put them all out there, right? So uh, Monday, uh, we will have a topic. I think we're talking about, um, Dr. Gabriel, uh, on Tuesday, 
we will be talking about a breach um, that, that Shannon uh, has shared with me that we'll be discussing. Uh, this will be the Wednesday episode for the discussion. And then on Friday, we talk about everything that's not cybersecurity. So we, we take a break. We talk about movies, games, you know, what, what we've been reading. I've been doing a little bit of all of the above. Sometimes what, we're, what we've been studying, I, I'm, I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> that's a thing that will happen. Um, but we, we'll, we'll get to all that throughout the week. So uh, please continue to, to tune in. Uh, I'm going to try to keep having guest speakers. I would definitely like to have uh, uh, Aisha back on in the future, if we can definitely get into her busy schedule um, and just make the time work, right? Because we're all in different time zones. Um, but I, I think this is great. I think it's a, a breath of fresh air. We do miss you, Levon. Don't, don't think I'm uh, trying to replace you. Because <laughs> Levon fights professionally. So <laughs> he, wants, he wants all the smoke. Uh, let's put it out there. So he, he will be back next week, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but definitely enjoy your time with your family. Um, definitely up at the website. It's www.theothersideofthefirewall.com. Uh, you can hit me up personally. I'm at RyRy Security Guy. That's R-Y-R-Y Security Guy. I'm on LinkedIn, TikTok, uh, Twitter, and uh, missing one. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. There you go. I haven't been on there in a while, um, but definitely look out for me. I'm going to jump back in there. Um, cause it's always good. You, you meet a lot of good people on that network. Uh, it's just what you, what you say there, it stays there, right? Uh, it's, it's all live. So you don't really get the, the bonus of circulating content from it. But, uh, as always, Shannon is nameless on social media. Cause he doesn't do that. <laughs> and one of these days you're going to get him on there. Uh, secure net. Whenever we get <laughs> secure social media, Shannon will be all over it. Right. Um, uh, but Thank you, uh, Aisha. Thank you, Shannon. Uh, thank you to all those who are listening. Uh, we're in the 100s of episodes, so continue to listen, like, share, subscribe, watch the podcast so you can see our beautiful faces. And um, that's it for, uh, for Wednesday's episode. So stay safe, stay secure.